names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. How, like, how furiously do you think Jeannie is working so that something bad gets attached to Jesse and Joey? Just so that, like, she's not the, the, the most incompetent bus kid right now. I mean, it's got to suck in, in all seriousness. Like, to go from the sibling that, again, we're talking about, like, we're talking about, you know, clearing low bars. And so yeah. for a long time, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, Jeannie is like the really smart kid. She was raised for this because like she looked so much better and more competent than Jim did, mm -hmm. and, you know, every time that she spoke and, you know, all that stuff. It's like, oh, she she didn't super. She actually spoke. Her head. Good job. You know, yeah. like it's um like and so, you know, but then now she's getting compared to these two guys who like. You know, unlike Jim Buss did not like take basketball as like a part-time hobby in like their late 30s. Like these are guys who like were basically raised in the front office and have been like, yep. you know, shadowing like these various very accomplished GMs, Jerry West, Mitch Kupchak, like, you and know, like coming up through guys. the ranks of those things too. Like yeah, it like, wasn't they weren't climbing their way, not just like handed, you know, your president vice president of you know yeah. basketball projects or whatever Jim's first title was. And uh like so these are guys that have like climbed their way up. They've shown some modicum of success at the basketball evaluation process. Stops. Like mm -hmm. on a human level where you know she you know sort of made sure that every single report after the Jim Bus thing pointed painted her as Daenerys Targaryen. Like <laughs> now it's that she's probably starting to feel like oh man like am I Daenerys in like the final season? <laughs> <laughs> is phil does that make phil the sort of the, a bad idea to compare yourself to a tv show character before the show ends before I the show say. ends yeah does yeah. that make does that make phil the dragon in this situation where like the dragon shows up and immediately starts lighting stuff on fire like phil phil has been in this conversation for basically a week and all it's taken is a week to get something like this attached to to the lakers even even indirectly so yeah. i think he's i think he's drogon right drogon is the is the dragon there i, I don't remember which one survived I, I kind of blacked out like that whole like final everything after the battle of winterfell i just like you yeah. know have sort of blanked from my memory i think i i think of all of the things that they got wrong in that show killing two of the three dragons was the stuff that hurt the most well, you know, Anthony, like it, da Daenerys forgot about the Iron Fleet, so. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that the, the explanation also for uh, the second dragon dying was that Jon Snow wasn't on it and he would have like dodged the arrow or something like that, which like the reason he didn't sit on the dragon was because he was worried he was too heavy for the dragon on, on such a long voyage. I don't anyway. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't I'm, I'm gonna start getting like, annoyed. At, at speaking this of things thing. that piss us off, you yeah. Know, like I, I don't even want to think about Game of Thrones and how that ended. Yeah. Um. Let's let's. You did mention the 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 Lakers holding or or requesting some interviews with some smart candidates, some seemingly smart candidates, right? Uh, Kenny Atkinson is one that I, caught my eye. Uh, already having interviewed, I believe, Darvin Ham. They also asked to interview Charles Lee on that same staff. 
Um, there's the the guy from Utah. There's a Alex full list. Jensen. Yeah, there's a full list. I don't list. believe that they've. I don't believe that it's leaked that they requested to interview him. He was only connected through a media report, I believe, unless okay. I missed something. So we have the whole list of of these candidates here on uh, SilverScreenRoll.com. And my question to you is like, all right, the last time the Lakers were hiring a head coach, they did this part of the process well, actually. Like there yep. were a lot of, like clearly, the fact that they were tied to Monty Williams and then the fact that they were tied to Ty Lue and then eventually hired Frank Vogel. Like they got this part of, of the, the, the process down. The and even look, like both of us were against in. hiring Jason Kidd, and I think sort of, and I think still would be for reasons that go beyond yeah. basketball. Same but reasons as before. Like, again, they identified a guy who's done a pretty good job as a basketball coach in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. So, like, they, they at least right. And and look, by the way, like in fairness to Phil, after we've kind of taken a torch to him here, um, like he was involved in in their coaching search last time. He was involved in compiling he was an advocate this. advocate of Vogel. Right. Well, he was, he was, he was, Lou. he was involved in, in putting together, compiling the list of potential candidates in the first place. Right. Um, so like the fact that they got that right last time, and then they seem to be doing a pretty good job of it this time. Um, the only names that are attached to the Lakers that make me nervous are Doc Rivers, though. Like that's been a lot. I feel like the reporting around Doc Rivers has been a lot of, a lot more speculation than like definitive reporting. And then uh, Mark Jackson has been tied to him, but like we've been told that that isn't think, something to I take think both that of seriously. us are pretty, are pretty certain that Mark Jackson is not really a serious candidate. Yeah. So, so like even, even considering the potential, like the names that make me nervous, they have done this. Well, the compiling of a coach list has been done well to this point. Um, the question becomes after that, like how confident are we in their ability to fix some of the shortcomings that they ran into the last time they hired a coach where they whittled that list down and then it didn't go well, right? Like they waited a little too long. I think there's some talk also that they kind of uh, lowballed Monty Williams. Uh, there's Ty Lue has said himself that they lowballed him. Uh, and, and, and then eventually land on, on Frank Vogel. So how confident are you in their ability to proceed beyond this point where they have done this well, but how, how confident are you in their ability to take the next steps necessary to finding a head coach? Not very, um, Hmm. (laughs) you know, I think they have interviewed, they have requested to interview a lot of smart names, um, the prevailing theory still is, you know, as Mark Stein reported is I, I had sort of theorized about this. And I think you, you had probably thought similar things and Mark Stein directly reported it. Like, you know, the Lakers are sort of stalling to see if doc rivers or Quinn Snyder become available. And Quinn mm-hmm. Snyder did not seem to be available during his exit interview that he did in Utah on Monday. I believe that was, uh, so it doesn't seem like he's an option, but I guess we'll see, you know, as Utah's off season continues to shake out and, Doc could be an can option we, as soon as tonight. <laughs> can we? Yeah, that's true. Can we? Um, what well, we it, it is that's that's a great point that like tonight is when it could heat up the noise surrounding Doc Rivers, so that's worth paying a lot of attention to. I also want to come back and not close gloss over the fact that Quinn Snyder, um, is 
by several reports now, whether it's from Stein, Fisher, basically whomever, not interested in yeah. in the Lakers job. And I think we kind of owe it to point we owe it to the audience to point out the fact that this guy who would be is I think the best candidate on the market that like the Lakers had a realistic shot at. And I don't think Nick Nurse was ever that realistic. Um, the best candidate on the market is not interested in the job in part, if not solely because of the way that the Lakers have done business, right? Uh, the way that they fired Frank Vogel, there are also the concerns about when he shows up, how much uh, power Kurt Rambis will have to come in and give his, th his thoughts on, on the job that Quinn Snyder is doing. And like, when, when you and I, like you and I do laugh at this stuff a lot. And I, you know, that's my coping mechanism is, is humor. That's our Same. coping mechanism is humor. But like, we do seriously need to point out that the Lakers brand out there and the Lakers reputation in the basketball world has taken a pretty serious hit that Quinn Snyder, who by the way, like is a good coach, but isn't like, isn't the equivalent of Phil Jackson back when the Lakers hired him isn't Greg Popovich. Like I remember when the Lakers had previous coaching openings, it was like, could they get coach K could they get, could they get, you know, so-and-so and on down the line. We Quinn... haven't gotten a coach K rumor. I know. Well, I, I think they did, but he, he pretty immediately shut it down. Like he, yeah. he immediately was just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, and also like, yeah, anyway, I, I was going to make a UNC joke I'm, and all that. But, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not saying that it would be, like, a good decision. Yeah. But, I mean, we know he has experience paying players. Like, he's worked with professionals. So, <laughs> yeah, like. Right. Uh, but, like, I, I I just, we need to we need to really hammer home the point that Quinn effing Snyder, who is, like, a above average to good head coach, not an elite head coach, is not interested in the Lakers job because of the way that they've done business. And that's, that, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow. I think that that's also, it's an indictment of this brain trust and the way that they've handled things, but I don't think that it's unfixable. You know, one of the things that I think sort of went under the radar in the reaction to a lot of Jeannie Buss's comments was her saying that she is someone that is ready to make the tough decisions if things mm -hmm. continue to be bad. Now, I think a lot of people would want her to make those tough decisions now. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But moving forward, you know, if some of those tough decisions are made, this is a point that you sort of, I, I think, I can't forget, I remember if you or Aaron made the point on uh, on Tuesday's Faces show, but one of you was talking about how, you know, people, these candidates for these like elite, these elite candidates for front office or for coaching jobs, they are looking at a situation from like, where am I not going to get screwed with? Like, where am I not going to get meddled with? Mm -hmm. And so let's say projecting forward like a year or something, you know, and let's just, again, hypothetically, Rob Polinka's fired, Lakers are looking at a GM, you know, Kurt has been uh, assigned to like co-director co or special projects, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, like, does another GM want to come in at that point? Or do they think that this is something that is going to happen where, you know, the first time, the, at the first sign of any, you know, things starting to not go great, you know, you're going to have Phil Jackson and Genie ear you're gonna have magic in genie's ear you're gonna yep. have kurt rambis in genie's ear you know like this is something where 
you know, I don't think that this is an insurmountable thing for the Lakers to deal with, but when you have this many potential Rasputins be able to be viewed by candidates in, and you're like proudly acknowledging how many different people you listen to right. as an overall thing that is going to make you less attractive to these elite people who justifiably believe in their abilities yeah. and are not going to want to come into a situation where they're having to take advice from the second least winning coach in Timberwolves franchise history, you know, like <laughs> Timberwolves. Like, yeah, not, not just not. Yeah. Randy I, it, Whitman, better winning percentage with the Timberwolves than well, Kurt Rambis. And, and even like, cause you know, the response a lot of times with Phil is like, he's the greatest coach of all time. And like, of course you want to hear Phil. Look, the last time we saw coaches probably would be fine. Like talking with Phil and things yeah. like that, you know, like but I, thinking I think that he can been a mentor to the coaching community. So like that kind of thing, maybe that's not that worrying, but like, do you think that coaches want to have to deal with, you know, like magic Johnson is telling Jeannie that like, you just gotta like start play Russell Westbrook more as a true point guard. It's like, well, wait, yeah. what does that mean? Right. Well, but what I mean though, is like, even with Phil, do they, would it be nice? Like if Phil is an asset that can be called upon, Cool. I think that's perfectly fine. And that's something that like coaches actually would probably look forward to, right? When I call on him, he will answer the phone and we can have a conversation about that. Or like telepathy at the very least. You know? <laughs> or, or telepathy, right? Um, but what they don't want is Phil calling them. Kurt walking into their film room sessions, right? Cause that, yeah. look, that was a report. They're sitting at home in front of their fireplace and Phil just appears in the flames and starts <laughs> demanding that they start DeAndre so Jordan no and run the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, cause there was, there was also the report that like Kurt Rambis was berating Frank, Frank Vogel in front of team personnel. Like, I'm sorry, man. But I, I imagine one, being a title I need to know what he was saying. Kurt Rambis is yelling at you. Yeah, for bad I need to know what he was idea. saying. I need to know what, what the like. <laughs> and so, so, uh, and There's and not by the way, thickness like, in your lineup. And and like when it comes to when it comes to NBA executives, is Magic Johnson better as an executive than Kurt Rambis was as a coach? Probably not. Right. I mean, he got LeBron. Yeah. I mean, let, let, come on. Let's not be like disrespectful to the caterpillar to praise the like dead butterfly, you know, yeah. like it's, we, we, all right. If but not by a lot, like if not by magic a lot, was, yes. if, if magic was the reason LeBron came to the Lakers, why would LeBron reason, still be on still, the Lakers? It goes, it's like the third bullet point on the LinkedIn resume. It's like LeBron signed there while magic was in the building. While okay. <laughs> we don't know if magic was in the building. I mean, he had the meeting with him, so, you know. That happened at home. But actually, that's true. LeBron did sign his contract technically with Rob Polinka. I think Magic could not make the flight out to, uh, <laughs> you know, go do that. <laughs> um, so, I, 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 we're seeing it right now with Quinn Snyder, that he doesn't want to walk into a situation where, like, he could be fired by a Woj 30 seconds after a season ends and before that, had to deal with Kurt Rambis screaming at him to play DeAndre Jordan more. And then, like, with a potential GM. And by the way, like, you and I, I, I don't know if you're willing to, I, I know that, like, there were pretty high-level people who were interested in the Lakers' job at the time of Magic's uh, walking away, at the time of his resignation. I, you know, I, I have heard is, uh, you know, uh, Joe Lacob was, was a name 
that you mean was Bob interested. Myers, Joe Lacob, the Warriors. Only. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, Joe Lacob probably interested in buying the Lakers at this point, but like. Um, Joe what do you Laker. Mean they're less valuable than the Warriors. That's not, I'm not even joking. They, the, right. the Warriors are well, he could use he could use the equity that he's gained in the Warriors to put a loan <laughs> to put an offer Buy down a on the Lakers. NBA team. <laughs> um, but like, uh, uh, right? You're right. Uh, it's Bob like Myers was Fox just to get their IP. He like buys the Lakers just to trade AD to the Warriors. Like he's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Draymond needs a backup. Like that's how you actually ruin the league. Like yeah. that's how you actually do it. Uh, but Bob Myers was was a was a name pretty closely attached to the Lakers. Um, there were some whispers that UCLA Sam Presti, alum who teaches a sports law class at UCLA, we at know UCLA. he likes the area. Yeah, uh, Sam Presti was a name that was like kind of loosely tied to the Lakers. Masai Ujiri Only by was LeBron or just like in. <laughs> well, right, LeBron actually texted me and said, yeah. "Hey, I really want." But um, uh, Masai Ujiri was interested in 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 the job at at back at that time. So like we know that like when the Lakers job becomes available, it does pop up on people's radar still. But like the question I I constantly ask Aaron is, are they not getting that candidate because of the offer they're making? Is are they not getting that candidate? Because of like why are they not able to land that can? Did they not get Masai? Bob, Sam, I think R.C. Buford was another name that was kind of tied to the Lakers back then. Did they not get any of those guys out of a choice for Rob, or because of a a uh, because of, of of what those guys saw in the organization and the fact that when they showed up, they weren't sure how things were going to be run. And my, under- and that's my understanding. Th- sorry to mm-hmm. cut you off, but my understanding is the first one, very much so. Yeah, right. But the question becomes. As as things continue down this path, with the way that the Lakers are being run, will that start to shift back to the second one, right? And I, I agree with you, by the way. Like Aaron Aaron has said on these shows that it, it is the first one, and it it has still been it has been confirmed from uh, everybody that I've spoken to that like yeah it it is the first one. But my concern is, as we are already seeing it with Quinn Snyder, will this start to shift to the ladder and and you know hopefully we don't go like by the way i hope we don't even have to go down that path i hope the things do get turned around here they hire the right coach they make the right moves uh they don't have to fire rob palinka and then and that you and i can go back to like just covering a a competent team um if that doesn't play out that way though like this is a concern that we're already seeing play out here and it might play out elsewhere yeah, and, you know, I, I think, you know, you've done jo- job interviews before where you've been an elite candidate for it. Like, it's not just, you know, you interviewing the, per- like, the person interviewing you, you're interviewing them. And so if they're hearing these things about, like, like you, the Lakers are going to be able to get those candidates. I'm not yeah. worried about them, like, not ponying up or paying what's necessary for, like, those type of elite executives, like, should and when and should, you know, they move on from L- Rob Polinka or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more come down to when those guys are interviewing the Lakers and asking them about the job. It's like, hey, you know, am I going to have to listen to Kurt Rambis? <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing that like Quinn Snyder sitting in a in a uh, in a in the interview with Kurt Rambis, by the way. <laughs> Am I gonna have to listen to you? <laughs> How do you think Kurt like, handles that? To be that? Vogel, I mean, sorry. To be frank, 
Um, I am wondering if, you know, hey, if this doesn't work out, me to, you know, to play DeAndre Jordan more. (laughs) If this doesn't work out, how am I finding out about this? Like if it, if things don't go well, if I don't meet expectations, are we talking or who's, am I hearing from determining Luke? expectations? Is it Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, we always, there's always a report that Phil want, has no interest in coaching. Haven't gotten that report about Kurt. No, we did get the report that Phil, Kurt's not think. a candidate for the coaching job. He's too integral to the front office. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, but that still isn't that he's too important to the work that they do there (laughs) to let him coach, you know, that isn't, that isn't what I'm talking about though. That isn't the report is there. Isn't that he isn't interested in coaching. He's just too important. Anthony, you can't, (laughs) when you have an asset at the front office level on the level of a Kurt Rambis, you can't let that guy go coach the team. He's too good at his current job. As we can see by the results of the Lakers since they won the title. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's, that's like who's going to yell covered. at the coaches if Kurt's not there to do it, you know, like magic too important. <laughs> Bring back magic. Just the, he's like, Oh man, this was my favorite part of the job. I've loved yelling at Luke Walton. <laughs> um, do you have any, any, uh, cell phones, any, any big L's that you've taken? Um, no, not that I can share. <laughs> None that are on the record. Yeah. None no, that I we're mean, willing to go on the record. Yeah. None that none that I can tell that I know where they came from. You know. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did text our uh, our you know our beloved coworker Brady Klopfer, who covers the Warriors for Golden State of Mind, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, right before tip of the Warriors game. Congrats on the easy series victory. And then I went to go record the movie podcast that I do with my wife, Rewind and Re- Reconsider. We mm-hmm. were catching up with like the guests that we had on afterwards. And then I go and check the Warriors score, and it's like they're down by fifty five. Like what <laughs> happened? So uh, I guess that is my cell phone of the week. Like I am sorry to Brady and. all all Warriors fans, I single-handedly handed the Grizzlies a victory. You know what, though? That's something that Lakers fans should be thanking you for. You're welcome. Like, I, I Harrison, thank you. You're welcome. I'm, More I'm texts like serve. that to Brady next time. I am. I'm going to, this is going to be a game six thing, too. I'm 100% doing it again. Yeah, I think, I I do honestly think that uh, the Warriors beat the living crap out of out of the Grizzlies in Game Six. I don't think that. I, I mean, well. look, they said they were they they said they were going to do it in Game Five, and uh, yeah. we all saw how that went. I don't th- I don't think they're going to say it this time. <laughs> I think they're just going to go out and do what's it. What's your scouting report? What the opposite of last time? Yeah, not that again. It's uh, what's our <laughs> what's your kind of game plan for tonight? Not to tell you the game plan. I know that yeah. much. Like, yeah. Well, Mike Brown is is not in charge of the game plan. Speaking of leaks, how mad do you think Steph was that uh, that Kendra Andrews went on ESPN? I mean, I'm sure he said it to her yeah. like during one of these production meetings or whatever. Right. But in retrospect, that's a big time oopsie, Steph. I feel you know? I feel like that's the kind of thing though that Kendra would have ran by him like, hey. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, she's a good journalist. I'm sure she yeah. actually she did not use something that was like that he was not aware that she right. may use or whatever. However, but, <laughs> if you're Steph, like you're you're kind of rethinking that decision next time, probably. Yeah. Um, my big L. I meant like, is it? Do you? How mad do you think he is that like he said that during an on the record interview? Like, I mean, it can't be right. Like, it's just it, he. Here's the thing: the Warriors. Draymond's are famous. gonna blast him on his podcast. Like the he's Warriors like, are famous. You gotta act like you've been there before and have a little composure in a big moment. 
Draymond not do or say something stupid. You know, don't put your foot in your mouth. Draymond's had some Gobert to him, right? This playoffs would be incredible. Like, no, I, that's what I mean. It would be an incredible lack of self-awareness from Draymond to be like, yeah. Steph, you got to keep your composure in big moments, man. Yeah. Like you can't go around, you know, just like giving some person or entity a nut shot at the wrong time, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there are, there are uh, ladies on in courtside who are telling Draymond to calm down. That was so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, no, my I, I do coach have, of the year. have nothing but respect for my coach of the year. The that was like that was the that was the good twin of courtside Karen. She yeah. was uh, you know, she was like, No, 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 calm down. It's okay. Come yeah. on, you can't you can't get those flagrant foul points, Draymond. We need you. Uh I I have it on pretty good standing that the Lakers have requested permission to interview that lady. <laughs> um trendsetters. I'm 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 reporting that uh exclusively here. I can't say where I got that. They're not doing it to stall for Doc. They want I, to see what ideas she brings to the table. I can't say where I heard that. And uh, I don't have that. I, I can't back that up. <laughs> but uh, the Lakers have requested permission to speak to that lady as, as part of their head coaching uh, search. Now, I don't really have any big losses. Now. I, I, my doctor prescribed me some shoes. And the shoes cost like three hundred dollars. The two oh, pairs man. of shoes cost like three hundred. Yeah, I had that experience. I had to. I had to get some prescription insoles that were a similar price. It's tough, you know. I don't even walk. I consider I mean, not getting them. The and then, yeah, I know. They have. They've really helped, and I'm going to. I'm able to like start walking now. But but uh, it just it's just like a constant like a series of reminders. You're old. I'm old. This is just not ending well. I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad you're getting help. <laughs> it's probably ten years too late, but you know, yeah. you can you can fix this. Yeah, I, 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 this could that that series of sentences could have been in reference to any number of things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge podcast. I apologize for the you know few short outbursts of laughter. Um, I'm really working on being less fun and less entertaining on these shows. Um, that is that is something that you know works really well for all these other shows out there. I will never apologize. Be, be as as just have as little fun doing this as you possibly can, and and be as boring as possible, and and somehow you know that works. Um, we'll see. Until next week, though, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. This was the Lakers. League.